Oh shit. I really got you. Danny Pack Boys. We're going a little upbeat this week because we're coming at you hot. I mean, I got to you. What? With your shitty ass song choice. It's not shitty. This isn't, but the other ones were. This is one of the most classic. I just time. said this wasn't, but yeah. you used to start it with, like, heavy death metal, terrible people. Well, sometimes you have to dig deep on YouTube to find really good songs. Neither of those songs were good. You just can't appreciate that type of music. It's okay. It sucks. This is. It's gonna be a great fucking episode. It's gonna introduce you to a little Aretha Franklin. We're getting cultural in here. We want to mix it up a little bit. Different genres every week. This is the Fanny Pack Boys Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Mike Tonti, and my sound engineer, Omar. Omar's been doing a fantastic job of reaching the masses, uh, along with our social media manager, Ben Schumacher. Shout out to Ben. He's coming home this weekend. We have a lot of uh, we have a lot of stuff to catch up on, but let's get right into it. Omar is fantastic. He set up Google Voice. We're going to have our, our fans call in. They're going to be able to give their takes. It's going to be a very interactive podcast. So once you listen to this, you'll already be ready for the next episode. You'll already be strapped in and ready to call in for the next one. We're going to give you the phone number on the social media. And at the end of the episode, you'll be able to call in. You'll be able to give your opinions. We want your voices to be heard. This is a free country. We want your voices to be heard, Tati. What do you think about that? Do you want people to call in? Yeah. I. You know who wants to call in? Jackie. Jackie. From New York. Jackie from New York. Jackie from New York. What's up, girl? Uh, she sent us an email last week after our after our most recent episode five, and um, what what did she say, Tanti? She wants to know a couple things. She was our first email that we received in our inbox. That's a huge deal. Huge deal. When we get our merchandise, and we don't day, know her. Let's just make no, that known. We have no idea. Who she's she a complete is. stranger. But one day, when we have our merchandise, and we're gonna have a merchandise manager. She's going to be the first one to get a t-shirt. It'll be a free t-shirt for Jackie from New York because she was the first real fan. She wrote in. She gave us feedback. Tati, what did she say? She said, thanks for the feedback. We love hearing. Wait. We love hearing from listeners, especially. Oh, wait. Oh, that's what we sent. Oh, Oh, we sent that. Oh. I have it. Oh. Hey, boys. I listen to your podcast. Normally stoned, to be honest. And I think it's hilarious. I was hoping you'd discuss your thoughts on women wearing tiny dogs in their purses or men ordering girly drinks at the bar. Thanks, Jackie from New York. Tommy, you know, you know what, me. Jack? Hit me. We're going to do it. We're going to talk, We're about, gonna it right talk about it. Tell me. You go first. All right, let's 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 be real quick to say uh, I, I, I have a tattooed on my ass. I'm just kidding. I don't have a tattooed on my ass. But my slogan in life is you do you. I think that applies to more than... First time I've ever heard that known raw for years. That's my Continue, slogan. continue. We say it all the time in the group chat. You do you. If you want to... Well, no, I've been there. Some, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. This is a lie. This is a lie. The, the reason being is... Because I don't give a shit and life's too short to be caught up in other people's problems. If you want to carry a fucking dog in your purse, carry a dog in your purse. Whether you're a guy or a girl. Because I got news for you. You're going to be judged in life no matter what side of any situation you get on or what side of the fence you're on. So you might as well just rock it. If your dog could fit in your purse, I probably wouldn't bring it out of the house because that means it's a little fragile. Right? Uh, how big is your dog? Like eight, nine pounds, Tanti? About ten pounds. So I'd say anything below eight, it's getting a little fragile. And you're going to have some some issues if it's cold outside. You're putting it in the purse, trying to wrap it up. But you do you. Bring the dog around in the purse. I got news for you. If you're a dude, no matter what kind of animal you have on you, it could be a fucking marmoset. Chicks are going to come up to you and they're going to be eating that up. They're going to be eating it up. They're going to want to pet it as long as it's not poisonous. 
they're going to want to pet it. They're going to want to talk to you and ask you questions about it. Chick magnet. If you have a dog, don't carry it in a purse if you're a guy. Carry it in your fanny pack instead. They sell fanny packs that are big enough. Carry it in your fanny pack. Chick magnet guaranteed. Thank me later. Tati, what do you think? I think if you carry your dog in a purse, you probably have a small dog. So what you're going to do is you're going to go on Google, type in flights. You're going to take a flight to the Grand Canyon. You are going to take your dog in the bag like you do every day. You're going to go to the edge of the canyon. Take the dog off and the bag, lay it on the ground because it's not the dog's fault that you carry it around, and then jump off and the kill, cliff and, kill, and kill yourself. Interesting. Well, we have completely different varying opinions on So you think you should kill yourself if you carry a dog around in the purse? Yeah. Who, who is the girl? Besides Paris Hillen, I've never seen anybody carry a dog around. Now, my uh, my girl turned me on to this thing online. They're actually pretty expensive. They're called First Sadies. And when Jacqueline originally First sent this, you, you guys can look it up. They're called First Sadies. They're like strollers for dogs. Do they come with Lamborghinis for you? Yeah, seriously. That's that's it's it's a hilarious play on words. I saw a couple accounts where they, people push their dogs around them in the airport at the grocery store. I mean, I'm not the type of person if I ever owned a dog to bring it to the grocery store. I think that's a little excessive. But by all means, if it fits then bring it along, right? As long as it's legal, I guess. But these Mercedes are no joke. More th- more people than you think are carrying their dogs around. So, I don't know. I think it's a weird gray area that you get into sometimes. The only way you should carry in your if dog... If you're going to spend like over $100 on a stroller for your dog, then your priorities might be a little out of order. The only way that you should ever have a dog next to you everywhere you go is if you're blind. That's the only way. Like a service dog? Yeah, like a service dog. That's I it. I love service dogs. Do you know you could adopt service dogs that don't make the cut? Yeah. And they're they're already they're failures. They're, but they're already so much higher than your average pup. Yeah. Than your average puppuccino. Yeah. Than your average pupperino. That. All right, enough of that. It's gonna be way smarter than the average dog you're gonna get because even though it failed the class, it made it that far. So that's that's a little food for thought for you guys. Now, how about girly drinks at the bar, Tanti? What do you think? Big fan. That, girly drinks. Girly or, drinks taste. No, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. Girly drinks taste better. They're more expensive. Which sucks, but they do taste better, and most of the time they have more alcohol in them than a beer. So that's true, and they're probably going to be. Now here's my thing, um, girly drinks. I, I just typed it in on Google because I, I knew Cosmopolitan. Um, you could even say like sangria, but buttery nipple. Now on here I have strawberry daiquiri, watermelon vodka, sex on the beach, blue Hawaiian, Cosmopolitan. These drinks all sound delicious. They're dank. They're going to make you feel like shit if you drink like more than two or three because they got so much sugar in them, right? That's why and you got to be, be on – mean hangover. That's why I got to be on the Twisted Tea diet. I love Twisted Tea. I love it. I had it for the first time the other day. It was fantastic. Pre-game, you know I'm bringing the Twisted Tea. Six-pack, I'm in there. They're like a better version of Mike's Heart. Mm-hmm. I think Mike's And they're Heart, just as – their alcohol content is just as high as Heineken. As a, Yeah, as a regular beer, right? Yeah. So as a, as a guy at a bar – I wouldn't go out of my way to order a girly drink simply because I'm not a big fan of the sweet drinks like that. But I don't see an issue. This goes right back to my original statement. You do you. Don't complain when there's a force field around you pushing girls away and you're wondering why. It's probably because you got a pink drink in your hand, right? Also, if you find yourself with the girly drink and you're not getting ladies, don't blame it on the drink. It's probably just you. Yeah, it might just be you. You're so, probably just a terrible person to talk to, and you, might and you can't dog. hold a conversation. Yeah, you might you not be able to hold a conversation. You might come off a little creepy, and you might have a dog in a purse on your arm. I mean, like, it could be a, a magnet, a big trifecta of things, right? So that's where I'm standing on it. I think me and Tanti covered that pretty well. Jackie, thanks for your input. We always like uh, our fans to write in. The Fanny Pack Boys at gmail.com.
I don't think that's it. Is that it? I think it's just Fanny Pack Boys. I think it, oh, it's the Fanny Pack Boys at gmail.com. I got it right here. Is it? Yep. Okay, right. good. No, yeah, it's just the Fanny Pack Boys at gmail.com. Yep. Up next, um, I saw this article the other day. It was blew my mind. I have to share it with people. There's a company right now. It's located in Russia. They just opened up an office in San Francisco in the Silicon Valley. Apiscore is the name. Now, I don't want to bore you, but to me, this is fascinating. This is this is literally history in the making. You're witnessing it before your very eyes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with 3D printers. This company has a 3D printer that prints houses. You heard it right. It prints houses. What kind of house? How big is this house? This house, I believe, is about a little over 400 square feet. Uh, it's 400 square feet. Okay. It built. Is there a picture? It's built in a day. Yeah, the picture's right here. It's built in a day. It's an odd design. It's That's circular. the shittiest house I've ever seen in my entire now, life. Now, let's keep an open mind. It's Here's the thing. It's a small house. It costs $10,000 to build from start to finish. That's including windows, furnishing, um, with appliances and whatnot. And it builds it in 24 hours. Okay? This house has a 175-year lifespan, according to the website. And I watched a six-minute video about it. I was blown away at the technology and how and how this could change the world. Think about this from a perspective of parts of the world, they don't have access to these large houses that we have or the uh, conditions that they live in don't permit building a house maybe out of bricks or out of wood or out of like, uh, you know, they, have, they don't have siding, they don't have things like that, and they're susceptible to the elements. You build this house, it's cement, okay? It looks like you could stand up to just about anything you throw at it, obviously, besides like a ridiculous tornado, and it's cost-effective. So they're going to be able to bring this machine to all different parts of the world because all you need is a truck and a person to operate the printer. What kind of material okay? does he use? It has a spout that feeds uh, cement into it. And then I'm, we're going to post the article uh, on our Facebook page. I really think you guys would like this. And then like a 3D printer, it prints the house layer by layer by layer by layer, slowly but in 24 hours. Now, once it's done, you mount in your windows, your flooring and everything along those lines. You paint it. Um, and the printer is so interesting because it only takes one person to operate. You don't need to you don't need to bring out a whole crew of guys and trucks full of wood and bricks and uh, siding and supplies and insulation. They have a spray insulation that uh, isn't fiberglass. It's more of like uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of great stuff. It's like an, it's like a sealant and it hardens. It looks like foam coming out of the can and it hardens like rock solid. They spray it in between the walls. So what I'm trying to get at here is you're going to see things like this start popping up more often. Now, this is like the pioneer to do something like this, this company, Apiscore. Um, it's got a living room, a kitchen, two bedrooms. And basically what you're going to see now is um, this automation taking place in the workplace all over the world. And it's going to go from construction companies employing all these people to construction companies buying two of these printers and just popping houses out for $10,000. Think about what that's going to do to improve people's living situations all over the world. And I thought that was fascinating. We're going to we're gonna post that online. Um, don't believe the gloom and doom talk that you see online, guys, or that you see on the news that Sean Hannity's telling you about on Fox News, about how, how rappers are turning people into horrible human beings. You're living in a time now, and I think Tanti would agree with me, that is you're better off now than you ever have been in human history. 
safety wise, technology wise, medical, you know, technology, medicine, life expectancy, expectancy, all these different things weren't around 50 years ago, right? You're living in a time now where people are accepted more than they were. Um, you go to the store, all these foods are readily available for you. And now they have these houses that they're printing out of a fucking big ginormous 3d printer for $10,000. So be thankful, right? That we have this technology. This is fascinating stuff. Dante, what do you think? Um, I think those houses suck. You think they suck? They definitely suck. Okay. Now, what if you lived in an area like, let's say, you know, China, where space is limited, money's limited, you're working at a, a factory. You I don't think have they a lot suck even more because you can't build on top of them. Well, what I'm thinking here is so that they're just like they just take up space and you can't build up high. So they just they realistically take up more space because you limit the ability to stack them on top of each other. I think that's a great argument, and you're talking about you know in a lot of these places where you only can build up, right? You can't build out because there's not enough room. Exactly. But I believe that this and that's the problem nowadays with all the people in the world. I totally agree that that the population is is uh, a huge factor in why there are so many problems that there are in the world. But if this printer can reach 20 feet, it could print 20 feet. That's what they're saying. So it doesn't have to be one story. It sounds like if you wanted to program it to make two stories or three stories, then you can. And don't forget, this isn't the only shape house it could make. This is like, you know, just their uh, their marketing point and what they're showing you what it can do. I think it's a lot more versatile than it seems. But I totally understand what you mean by, you know, simply not having enough space. But I think for, you know, purposes of people that aren't as well off financially, they might live in parts of the world that they don't have access to a lot of uh, building supplies. Something like this could change the game. Um, I don't even know still because you still have to have land in order to build. Definitely. So a lot of land is already taken up. So if you want to get a house like this, you have to buy land. Yeah. And if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy land in New Jersey, you're not going to build a $10,000 house on it. You're going to want to build a normal house. Well, now I would argue that now more than ever you see this tiny house movement taking place. There's Instagram accounts. There's Facebook accounts. There's shows about it where people are downsizing for the sake of uh, living simpler, sim uh, more simply. And they're saving a ton of money while also enjoying uh, having a home but just not as much of a home because there's not as much to maintain in that sense yeah those so, are the weirdest people i've ever seen they're they're a little weird a lot of the people on that on the shows are crunchy that's for sure but uh, i think that's really interesting we're gonna have ben post that on the facebook page you guys are gonna like this video it's about it's only six minutes long low cost and time efficient that's what Apple's core is uh it's advocating here okay yeah i got a couple good topics this week that's why i, I wanted to i wanted to hit you guys hard like a freight train this week because i got some good talking points did you, i don't know if you guys watch planet earth the original now they have planet earth 2 all right, it's a BBC documentary. It's uh, narrated by uh, David Attenborough. Do you know who that is? Nope. Um, do you watch Planet Earth? Did you watch the first one or no. the second one? No, I usually just watch bear fights on YouTube. Bear fights on YouTube? Yep, tiger fights. This show is crazy. You could probably find some stuff like that on the show. It's fantastic. The camera angles that they're getting on this show don't seem real. It seems staged. I think they're using drone footage, robots, and then from what I read online also... A lot of these nature photographers are just simply getting that close to the wildlife. They're, they're, these take years to film. I mean, the last one came out something like 10 years ago. The comparison from what it was 10 years ago to now, it, it looks like a, a super futuristic documentary compared to what it was based on the technology that they're using to get these shots. This guy 
this, this guy in, uh, I believe it was Thailand. I want to pull it up. It's called the world's most extreme fisherman. Um, so BBC, the planet earth documentary had this, uh, Laos it's in Laos. This guy is above the Mekong river. Okay. During the monsoon season, he's got a cast net, which is just a big net that you throw in the water. And this guy has a wire that he strung across a raging river in the dry season so that when the monsoon season rolls around, this river is flowing at 11 million liters per second. And something like that was something like double the amount that Niagara Falls flows at at any given time. Can you imagine? Like, I can't even I can't even quantify that or like picture it in my head until I watch this this video. We're going to post this too. This dude is so unbelievably ballsy. I, I, on the show here, if he fell in the water, his balls could probably float him down the water. That's how that's how insane this guy is. He's got the biggest balls I've ever seen on a human being. He's got a family to feed, so he goes out there with this net in this raging river and casts in to get fish. I mean, what this show is highlighting to me, and you can agree or disagree on this, Tanti, and, and our listeners... What I think is there's so many things to see in this world, right? Not even the Mekong River per se, but what this show is, is giving me is a view of how big the world is and how different it is from location to location and how in a lifetime you could probably never see it all. But you have to, I want to almost make it a goal to see all this stuff because it's so fascinating. I can't imagine working in an office in a cubicle my whole life and never seeing some of this stuff because these shows highlighted and how vast the earth is and how much it has to offer as far as, you know, sightseeing and seeing different cultures, trying different foods. And this video just puts it in perspective of, of how different the world is when you leave when you leave America. I think it's fascinating. Okay, so we just got done watching the video. That stat was right. 11 million liters per second. 11 million liters per Per second, this guy's walking across a literal wire tightrope with two wires, one for his hands, one for his feet. He's in flip-flops, walking across the wire. It's like, what, 100 yards across? And he makes it across to get to his fishing spot. And a lot of you are probably wondering, why doesn't this guy just move? You know, why doesn't he just live somewhere else? I mean, the main reason, human civilization has lived by bodies of water since the dawn of time because they provide transportation, uh, fertile areas to plant food, water, right? The necessities to life. Same thing's going on with this guy, except, you know, part of the year floods out and it was just unbelievable to watch. And and it made, uh, it made my blood pressure shoot up through the roof. Tanti, what'd you think? He's got balls. He's got to feed his kids. Got huge balls. He's got seven kids. Yeah, that's, he had seven kids. That's what we didn't so bring he up. fucked yet. up there. He had, he fucked up by having seven kids, right? But I mean, he's living basically off the grid and it, it I don't know, it makes me thankful that I live in an area like this where I don't have to do something like that to get food. I just think it's crazy. I can't imagine seven seven kids and then a wife relying on me to bring home fish every day in conditions like that where at any minute you could slip and fall in. They wouldn't know until you just didn't return home one day. It's, it's insane. So this kind of transitions a little bit into my hot take of the week. Tanti, I think you heard it already. My hot take of the week, my overrated for the week, is having kids. I think it's overrated. Now, before you guys throw your arms up in the air, turn off the episode, complain to your parents, write us hateful emails, I'm saying that having kids is overrated, especially if you're not prepared. 
okay? And you may think you're prepared, but you're not, or it might be a mistake, which happens. But I think having kids because society's norms tell you that you should get married and pop out a couple kids is a huge farce. I don't agree with it at all. If you want to, oh, we have someone calling in right now, actually. Um, one of our listeners is calling in. I think he's going to give us a, uh, he's going to give us his opinion on this. You good and answer it, Elmer. Hello, this is Fanny Pack Boys Podcast. <laughs> Who's this? Hey, guys, this is Todd calling from East Windsor. What's going on? <laughs> Todd from East Windsor. What do you got? Uh, uh, you, like have, you like the idea of having kids? I mean, even if you have them later on in life, now there's another argument against that, but what do you think? So I think it makes sense to have them, but it's got to be later on in life. I definitely agree that early on, it's just such a commitment that your life is shot. Your life revolves for the first 16 to 18 years around this other person that you're not taking those vacations. You're not, you know, doing all the things on your bucket list unless you're incredibly rich or you neglect your child. But later on, I think it's definitely something you've got to do. I mean, you just think about, ultimately, I think it's kind of selfish if you maintain that mindset your entire life of, well, I want to travel, I want to do this, I won't have kids. Well, think about all the times I'm sure you've spent, you know, with your parents or grandparents that, you know, they value, I'm sure you value that you're not having if you don't have children eventually. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I think that's a really well thought out point. And one of my main things being, I, I agree that it sounds selfish for sure, because, I mean, the love that we get from our parents is, you know, unmatched. And they make a lot of sacrifices. And I think as as a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, for us, it's hard to think about doing some of those sacrifices right now. But like you said, maybe later on in life, there would be time for that because you, you get all this out of your system. You get all the traveling, the big vacations with your girl or your guy, and you do all these fun things. And then eventually you settle down and have a kid. But Todd, what do you think about having kids later in life where you're open to um, the possibility of, you know, more problems with the baby. I, I mean, now we're seeing higher rates of ADHD, ADD, autism. Do you think that that's a combination of having kids later and professionals widening the scope as to what is considered ADHD or ADD? Like to me, in other words, I think a lot of that is just being a fucking kid and you're not performing at the level that teachers want you to, but it's because you're a kid and you're locked into school for seven hours a day. What do you think? No, I mean, I definitely agree. I think that, of course, the older you get, you know, biologically, you're more likely to have complications. But at the same time, like, so many things that kids have nowadays, everything, you know, overclassified and everything's an issue where, like, you know, not that we're so old, but growing up, not everyone had a, a disease or an illness. Like, suddenly, all these people who are gluten-free out of nowhere, gluten wasn't even a thing, like, 10 years ago. I mean, the, the same thing now where suddenly every kid's somewhere on the autistic spectrum or ADHD or something, like, some of it is, yeah, a, a five-year-old, six-year-old kid is not meant to sit down all day and study. You're out of your mind if you think he's capable of doing that. He's still a six-year-old kid. Yeah, I think uh, if you're a six-year-old kid, you're supposed to be jumpy. So uh, I think that medicate Adderall medication for, uh, what is it, ADHD? Yeah. Uh, I think it's way overprescribed. I think doctors just do it and parents just do it just so they can calm their kids down and have an easier life. A lot of parents are lazy oh, nowadays. Yeah. And I just feel like they're overprescribing that drug for kids kids are supposed to be fun kids are supposed to do crazy things they're supposed to want to figure life out this is like they're still young they're trying to figure everything out and you're just hindering it yeah you're just you're putting their mind in shackles because 
they can't be themselves. Yeah. They're constantly under the control of this drug. And from the hours of eight to four every day, you're feeding them this pill to keep them quiet, but you're turning them into almost like a conforming robot, right? Because you're giving them this pill and there's a lot to be said. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer or I'm not anti-prescriptions, but I think you have to take a really close look at something like this when you have a kid and say, is he just being a kid or am I being lazy by popping him with a pill every day until he's like, until he's like 18. Right. That's a lot of what it is. It's a lot of the parents want to take the easy way out instead of just going through the hardship of actually raising a kid. They want to subdue their kid. They want to make them like almost just make them so under control where they don't have to work at all. They just have them sit on the couch, watch TV, and that's it. Exactly. Well, they do what they want because they fucked up and had a kid too early. That's definitely or too late or too late or too late. So, um, Todd, you got anything else to say about the Fanny Pack Boys podcast? Um, not, I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Definitely a big fan. I'm, I'm happy you got the, uh, the call in set up. I think it's definitely going to do a, a lot for your show and, uh, now stick with it. You guys definitely made progress and, uh, good things to come in the future. Bang. Booyah. Thank you, Todd. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being a fan. Uh, take it easy, guys. We get deep on this podcast. We get deep. We strap you in and we get deep. And I like that. I like thought provoking conversation, right? Tati, you had an overrated for this week, too. I want to hear it because I really – I agree with it and I disagree with it. What do you got? Social media is being overused. Ooh, it's hot. Unless you're a hot Instagram model. It's getting hot in here. Then you're not using it enough. Okay. But as far as me and you, if we post once a week, that's a lot, I right? Agree. I totally agree. And if you, me or you post gym selfies, we should kill ourselves. Oh, I hate that. If we post videos of us benching – we should kill ourselves. Hate it. So if you are one of those people, kill yourself. <laughs> so you're saying that these Instagram models should be taking advantage of this of this dawn of social media because a well, they, they can make money off. Now, of it. Leah, let me just let me just be the first one to say if I know that you can make money off of social media, so I can't hate the hustle if you're trying to do that. But if you if you're doing it for years and it's just not catching on, maybe look into something else. Or you're just being a, a narcissist. And you're trying to, hey, look at me. That's what that's what Facebook yeah, is turning that's into. that's really what it is. Hey, look at me. Look at look at what me and my girlfriend are doing, or look at what me and my boyfriend are doing. Oh, we're, all, we're all guilty. Oh of my it, god, but some com- more than others, right? When it comes to relationships, I feel like it's just a game that girls play within each other. They have they have to have the best pick. They have to do the best things with their boyfriend. They have to love them the most. Yeah. And it's just annoying because in the end, it doesn't really do anything. It just it's about you it just the end. it just puts an unrealistic expectation on a relationship that's never going to work out because there's an unrealistic an unrealistic uh there's an unrealistic height that the guys have to live up to. Yeah. Just like in the movies with the guys, they're always coming to the rescue. They're always there for them. Always there for the girls. Seven, it's always yeah. for the girls. So the girls have in their mind that guys are supposed to do this, and if they're not, they're a piece of shit. Yeah. It's not how it is. You have your own individual life. You need to live your own life. If you can live with it together and love each other, that's perfect. But if you can't, it's time to move on. That's really important. You brought up a great point of living, living your life sometimes outside of your relationship and that's not to say like have an extramarital affair but do things with your friends or by yourself and alone time is such an underrated thing in this day and age where sometimes you have to just go off and be alone and be with your thoughts without constantly being bogged down by significant others family social media and now here's my counter argument and i'm sure a lot of people would agree social media and and just the internet in general brings people together in a way that you've never seen before because mm-hmm. it used to just be, I mean, even 25 years ago, 20 years ago, it was all face-to-face. Now it's turning into 
um, you know, message boards and chat rooms that are specifically tailored to literally anything you could possibly think of, whether it's gross or whether it's informative or whether it's leisurely. And you're bringing people together in this community that you've never seen before all over the world. It's making the world smaller. But on the contrary, you begin filtering out what you don't want to see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. And you can't you can't hide it too much because then, you know, people wonder why social justice warriors and all these people are getting offended at everything. It's I think it's because what they're viewing is so sanitized that they don't think to look from the other side of the fence. Right? And instead of making an informed opinion, they're letting other people do it for them. Instead of researching the facts they're just looking at it through the lens of what do i like and what do i agree with sometimes you have to look at it on the contrary and say let me form my own opinion instead of letting other people do it for me well what is this mob mentality people now surround themselves with people who agree with the exact same thing they do yeah and when someone does not like what they do then they can ostracize that person with their their forks and their torches and that's what they do you know figuratively speaking and literally speaking depending on where you're looking at it from and I, I think that's a great reason as to why social media could be overrated and well, why it could be abused. Well, that's why it's a it's it could also be a big hindrance on someone's life. If you do something wrong, if you post one wrong thing, your life could be over. It's just like if you are if you are pointed at and some crazy girl you're dating her, whatever, and then you guys decide to break up and she says she you raped her, your life is over. Oh, so you're saying not that- because not because you. You be, you did rape her. That just because the ad, the accusation alone is enough to kill is enough to destroy your credibility, yeah, you destroy your life. Exactly. And this is just some crazy girl trying to ruin your life because you broke up with her. Yeah. And you did nothing wrong. But just the fact that you were accused, automatically people will come at you as a racist, and your life is all uh, a rapist, and your uh, life is over already. Exactly. So you're saying that the the this idea of innocent until proven guilty is just no longer a thing. No. Because if you get accused on social media. That opens up the floodgates to – I mean think about how hard it would be to get a job if you have something like that looming over your head. Yeah, where and people don't Maybe you are it. innocent, right? There's plenty of, of cases out there where the person's guilty, but these witch hunts are so dangerous. That's why you have to tread very lightly um, in, in the social media world and, and watch what kind of information you're putting out there and what kind of connections you're making. And almost look at it from the outside and try not to get too involved. And just say, all right, I'm going to take a look at this and, and just view it almost like from the bushes, right? And, and try not to put your opinion in there, but just take the opinions you see and then formulate your own off that, right? So we're going to have uh, another person call in soon. Um, they're going to talk about something really funny that we actually <laughs> uh, were involved in not too long ago. Um, now, the question is, a lot of people out there, Tanti, you know, Omar, you know, millions of people use dating apps. Holy shit. A a million people are out there on Tinder at any given time, sending messages, sending dick pics. Hold on one second. We have someone calling in. What's up? Thanks for calling the Fanny Pack Boys podcast. What's your name? Where are you calling from? State your name and occupation. Joe Evans from North Carolina. Joe Evans. Uh, Rock from College. And I'm just really fucking high right now. <laughs> this, this is my roommate from college calling in. He's one of my best friends. I can't wait to have him at my wedding. I can't wait to see him again. Joe was one of my first friends in college, and we have stayed friends after college. We talk like every day. He's a great kid. Joe, we're talking about dating apps, and okay. 
you start going steady with a girl. It's hypothetical. You start going steady with a girl. Um, now, you're dating, right? You're going to the movies. You're going to dinner. You're going hiking. You're getting hand jobs, mm -hmm. right? But you're not exclusive in the sense that you're, quote, unquote, Facebook official, right? But okay. you guys have a relationship, okay? Now, you met the girl on Tinder. Joe, when do you delete the Tinder app? How, how deep are you getting in this relationship with this girl or guy that you're deleting the app? And you're, and you're making, and you're well, closing yourself off. You don't have, huh? So in other words, like you're closing okay, yourself off. But, uh, so I guess technically you don't have to delete it until you guys are official. But I guess at some point, like maybe when you start feeling jealous about her, like, I don't know, you develop feelings and you would delete it. Yeah. So I don't know if you can give like a definitive time. Definitely. No, we're not looking for like how many days. But we're definitely looking for oh, yeah, no what's shit. that step. Yeah, when do you take that step and you say, you know, all right, I'm kind of sick of going to dinner and she's getting messages uh -huh. on Tinder from uh, the dude with the Mitsubishi, you know, with the fart can on the back <laughs> and, and he goes to Hooters for yeah. car night and, you know, he's trying to slime the DMs. Like, when does that get annoying to you? Like, after the first couple dates when you start having feelings? Yeah, probably when, like, the second you start developing feelings. Yeah, so like, I guess when it, becomes, when it becomes an issue for the other person. So now whether or not you want to be like respectful of their feelings, I guess, and delete it or I don't know. Exactly. So you have to make that decision and say, am I going to delete it out of my own, you know, is my prerogative and, and I'm trying to be respectful or, you know, do you have that awkward conversation and potentially ruin what you have and be like, hey, uh, you know, Tina, I, I've really had a lot of fun with you and I like going on dates and your hand jobs are really good. Um, do you think you could delete Tinder because uh, I'm kind of sick of seeing guys rolling the DMs, right? Well, I guess maybe it boils down to like whether or not you're a little bitch and you really care. <laughs> little she's bitch, like talking little to bitch. some jabroni off fucking Tinder. Like, I don't know. And really, I guess it, it, if it bothers you so much and you care about her enough, I guess you have the conversation with her. Yeah, you got to be yourself. You, you got to come out and say it. If you're, like, confident in yourself, I guess, like, it, it shouldn't really bother you. I don't know. Yeah, so you're saying that if, if you're confident enough to be able to say, you know, this girl likes me, I like her, and she should be enough of an adult to say, you know, when it's time. Uh, I mean, like, right, now, yeah, exactly. what, if, what if she's sleeping, and she's hanging out on the couch, she falls asleep, <laughs> and the phone rings, and, you know, your fingers get a little itchy, and you're like, oh, let's see what this is. And you open it up, and it's like, wham, dick pic. What happens then? Uh. <laughs> If you're at her place, you just leave. And it's a, I, Joe, it's a hog. That's the point here. <laughs> you, you open it up and you're like, what the fuck is that? Because it, it looks foreign to you. It looks like a fucking boa constrictor. It, you'd leave at that uh -huh. point, right? You have to leave. Do you have to leave? Oh, yeah, no, you, you just you get just it like, sent to you. Just doesn't mean anything. Out. No, the point is that like they were conversing. Maybe they weren't. Maybe he just sent it out of nowhere. What, what, it, all right, you let's think about that. Let's say they were conversing prior to that leave, dick pic. You, like, Did, was, contact her again. Was there past... You leave your phone number out of her phone first before you leave and you go. Is there past <laughs> dick pic comments? Yeah, there's there's comments up to like the day prior. That's like, yeah, show me what you But then he sends with. it and then is that it or... Well, he sends it and then she's sleeping so she can't respond yet. But you see it and it's a hog. You gotta leave. <laughs> I don't know. Even if you yeah. have a hog too. I mean, it depends. Maybe well, the kid just pulled the trigger. I don't know. Yeah, no, it doesn't depend on anything. You just leave. So you're well. I I think that it's more situational. So like, if someone just sent an unsolicited no no no, no no this is what you gotta do. You gotta have a the... you gotta have a cock off. That's what you do. You <laughs> tell the guy to come over and you perform a cock off. <laughs> and a cock off is when you stand side by side. And you just whip it out. 
and then the girl's got to make the choice at that point. It's almost like deer when they when they clash yeah. antlers over a mate. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. You're just whipping it out. Exactly. Now this is strictly situational because, correct me if I'm wrong, sending an unsolicited dick pic is probably the most savage thing you can do. But it's okay. Do you want to have that conversation with her and be like? Hey, was this solicited or unsolicited? Like, yeah, exactly. And then you read back. How do you approach that conversation with her? Yeah, you'd have to and like then read do you back. Her afterwards or not? You'd have to like read back in the messages and see if she was asking for it, you know, if she's kind of like flirting with him and being like, yeah, you know, this guy I'm with now, he's nothing special. Like we're not dating, you know, I, I, I'm still open. I'm still, I'm still fair game. And this dude's just like, wham. And then, what if you know, it was? And then like, it's almost like when he, when he whips out, it sounds like this. Like what if that, it was? It hits the table. What if it was like? What if like this was your girlfriend? Like oh god! And like your dad messaged her, and he was just oh my god! Your dad was just like ah like yeah, I just sent her a dick. Yeah, and you just sent her a dick pic. Then what do you do? I've never heard of that happening. I, I want to like go on. Oh, it happens. Hundred percent, it happens. Joe from North Dude. Carolina, have you ever heard of like someone's dad hitting on the girlfriend to the point where like they're making an advance? Because I I think that I would want to have them on the show. No, I've never heard. I've never heard of anything like that. I've heard the other way around, like a girl that I went to high school with. She was a year below me. Her mom, like, was a quote-unquote cool mom. Oh no! And uh, <laughs> she she threw a party. Oh. And she ended up like fucking the girl's best friend. Oh my gosh! Is she hot? Oh. Oh yeah, no, she is gorgeous. Oh, oh my god! She's, like she was like forty-five. Oh, shout out Joe, to that mom. Speaking of high school stories, since you're here, I have a funny story. Now, if someone ever like sits me down and it's not in an interview, because this is an interview mat- material, they say like, "What's the funniest story you've ever heard? Like, what's the craziest story?" Joe, this is the story I go to, and you're gonna laugh so hard. <laughs> Joe in college told me a story that he used to live in Texas, and in Texas you have a large Hispanic population. Okay, one of the kids from his club soccer team. Goes home with this girl, right? Goes home with this girl. Uh, they're messing around. Joe, I don't remember if uh, was she on her period, right? Was uh, no, 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 no. All right, so he, he put it in her butt, okay, for whatever reason, because he's a savage and he's not wearing a, a condom. A couple days later, his penis is like blowing up, swelling. This is not safe for work. I know we're a little late, but this is not safe for work. Turn it off now if you're at work. And his penis is swelling like crazy, and he doesn't know what the problem is, and it's, like, painful, and it's inflamed. And he's like, did I get an STD from this girl? He goes to the doctor. He goes to a urologist, and it turns out, long story short, he had a jalapeno seed in his urethra, in his dick. He had a jalapeno (laughs) seed from from banging this girl. That's a dirty girl. (laughs) Is that not the most insane? And he had to get it removed. Like he just oh, yeah. it, out. Like, it was, was like a having, kidney stone. He was having a hard time peeing. It's like, like a kidney what the fuck's stone. Going on? And he had a, a jalapeno seed in his dick. Wow. Is that not the crazy? Yeah. That's like uh, Joe. To this day, that's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Only because it talk about like a string of bad luck. Oh my god. I, I'm thinking about it and I'm getting chills down my spine. Holy, Wait, hold he on. Like immediately. He was like oh. relieved obviously, that it wasn't an STD, but in the beginning he was like freaking out about it being an STD, like normally. And uh, I guess he went to the doctor, but now he's got like a shitty story to tell. Oh my god! I see. I, at this point, you have to almost embrace it, and just when you're at a party and you're around and you're around your friends, that's something you got to tell. Like I think it's hilarious because you get over something like that. Oh, 
Our producer, Omar Erson, has a question he would like to ask. He's been bothering me. Omar, ask, a, ask the question, Omar. <clears throat> Joe, if you, for, yeah. let's say you're on Tinder one night and you're uh, scrolling through the, the, you know, the likes or the whatnot, and all of a sudden you come across this hottie and you, you take a closer look and, and it's someone that you know, someone's girlfriend, would you tell that person uh-huh. or would you try to smash it? <laughs> And you match with them? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. Uh, how well do you know the person? This is your friend. Like, you either went to school with them. I mean, they don't have to be your best no, friend, no. but you know them. No. If you saw them at the store, you're gonna say I what's up. You know, if you if you knew if you just know of the of the guy, if he's a friend, then no. Yeah, if he's a friend, you gotta say you something, right? You gotta say something. Yeah. Because then he's going to look like a chump if you don't say so. I mean, God forbid it ever gets out and, and the girl comes back and says, yeah, well, I matched with Joe. You're going to look like a horrible person for not saying anything. You got to yeah, be. No, you definitely have to be. You have to go to him before she gets them. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's the thing. It's a race at that point. She matches with you, you know, simultaneously. You match with her kind of thing. You're literally uh-huh. both. You're hoping that she's not there at the time. And you're like speeding over to the house to tell him because she'll probably get there with some bullshit lie some outright lie mm-hmm. and try and cover her tracks but in reality you know she's just a whore yeah now in the other case if you just know of the dude then yeah you smash oh interesting okay so joe's joe's downright savage he's gonna he's gonna go he's gonna dog that and he knows that she's in a relationship and he doesn't give a shit because he's not the friend with the guy that i like that joe that, that's a good take all right joe um joe's going to amsterdam soon to visit his brother who's studying overseas uh have a great time joe i'll keep in touch and uh thanks for calling in we uh we love hearing from our fans man thanks joe call in whenever you want later later joe joe's a great kid um he's also funny as fuck so here's what we're gonna do tati do you have anything else that you want to tell the fans right now besides follow us on social media uh we want emails we want emails. The Fanny Pack Boys at gmail.com. Jackie, keep giving it to us. Jackie, give us more talking points. I hope you like what we said. Don't Omar. be afraid. Don't be afraid of that ad, that ad link button either. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Also, call us. This is the number you call. 973-826-0458. Call us. Um, give us your opinions. We'll let you know ahead of time, you know, what some of our talking points will be in the future. So you can formulate your own opinion and call in. And uh, you get to be on the Fanny Pack Boys podcast. This is a nationally televised podcast, and you will be heard by everyone. So moving on here, uh, episode six is in the books. Tati, what'd you think? I thought this was a fantastic. It was great. Episode. We had a we still we had a, we had some new things come up. Some calls. I like it. Emails. I like it. Some topics that I like. I liked everything today. I, I think we did fantastic, and we also want to hear from the fans how we did. So don't forget to reach out to us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And until next time, keep it raw. Keep it raw with the Fanny Pack Boys. Peace. World Star.